G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we like to check in with Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, delighted to be here, Neil. Greg, we were talking about this some weeks back. Uh, the demise of the Christian Democratic Party in Australia there looked to be one little glimmer of hope uh, for keeping the party alive, but that hasn't eventuated. Uh, we've seen the demise this week. Uh, you're pretty sad and saddened by the winding up of the political party since uh, you had some early involvement back those many years ago. Yeah, now look, it's really sad that we have now lost a Christian voice in, in politics, in parliament and uh you know, in 1977, when the Christian Democratic Party was formed, that's actually the year I got married, Neil, but, so I remember it well. But, you know, that was such a great hope. And, and Fred and I, of course, uh, uh, came to power under the uh, old name of Call to Australia Party. Now, Neil, w- what's happened is, you see, there was a glimmer of hope, as you mentioned, between the, you know, the conflicting parties on how this can be resolved uh, it uh, went before the judge on Tuesday of this week and uh, unfortunately, Neil, at 4pm on Tuesday, the Christian Democratic Party has been wound up by the court after a long-standing and protracted legal challenge over certain governance issues. So it's a sad day for Christianity, sad day for politics and indeed uh, a voice lost within the, uh, within the political uh, environment now. It is a sad day. Uh, so many are disappointed. Uh, lots of people are even embarrassed uh, by the fact that Christians couldn't get on and there had to be a court uh, order that eventually wound up the party. So uh, it's not all a good story, but what has been a good story is the 41 years and a group that sought to mobilise conservative and evangelical Protestants as an electoral force. That was uh, the good story out of that, and it's been a wonderful ride all those years. Lots of controversy, but a wonderful ride, and you were a part of that, Greg. Yes, I was, Neil. I was the uh, federal director of the Christian Democratic Party and the New South Wales director. I actually stood for... Um, for um uh, a seat in uh, in the 2016 election, and uh, I, I polled really well. I thought I was, you know, I was the, the local newspaper nil uh, uh, sort of pinned a headline after the election saying Greg Bond our kingmaker. I said, wow. I said, never, no one's ever called me that before, but apparently my my preferences enabled the the local um, David Coleman, the local Liberal candidate, to be elected. Uh, because I had to go, my preferences had to go somewhere. So look, I've been very much involved. I've seen the issues there. And the real problem I've got is I've had a lot of people ring me, Neil, to say, you know, you see, Christians, they're no good. You know, they divide, they they, they can't agree. I said, well, look, I, said, I keep telling people, biblically, Neil, we've been warned, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And I think this particular message 
while very sad, sends a message to churches, to Christian organisations, and to even families. You know, we must be united under God's name. So it's a real important message. But uh, there is a good news coming out, Neil, and, I, and I'll allude to that now. Um, Fred Nyla spoke to his chief of staff, I've spoken to his office, and he's now looking at, and I'm not sure I'm in 100% agreement, Neil, but he's now going to start up a new party, and it's going to be called, I believe, Christ in government, the Fred Nile Alliance. So I'd be interested to hear people's views on that in the, in, in the coming weeks, but uh, that's where we're at at the moment now. And the interesting thing there is, as I understand it, uh, it takes some time to actually get a new party up and running, so it's not just a matter of switch off one light and turn mm. on another. Uh, it may not actually be already uh, in existence and functionally operating before the next New South Wales election. So, uh, But obviously uh, the thought of a new party that would form out of uh, the ashes of the old is something mm. that would be a good aspiration. Oh, absolutely. So you've got the next election in New South Wales will be 25th of March 2023. Now, in particular, if you want to start up a new party, you need about 700 members willing to be part of a new party, which is a big call, really, and that was introduced to try and stop all these splinter parties coming on board. Now, you know, where you had one or two members only. So you need a lot of uh, infrastructure behind you. So uh, I'm not sure whether the name really is the way to go, but uh, that's Fred's choice and uh, his call. But uh, there is movement, and whether it comes to fruition by the 25th of March, now we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> now, the name of a party like that, Christ in Government, and as I can hear your heart on that, uh, you're not sure that's going to have the broadest appeal because social conservatism has been the basis of uh, Call to Australia and then the Christian Democratic Party. Mm. Uh, Christ in Government, is that why you're saying perhaps the name might be a little bit of an awkward thing because uh, it might uh, cause some people to uh, maybe have, uh, you know, wondering whether they could support support something that's so obviously uh, Christian, and yet you can hear the heart of Fred Nile in that sort of name, yeah. can't you? Oh, absolutely. I will never, ever deny my Christianity, Neil. Never, ever, whether I'm in politics or at home or socially. The, the problem we've got here is that I think Christ in government, as somebody said to me, makes it sound like that Fred, you know, you know, the... the the, the you know the, the anointed messiah type of thing and and he may well be but the point we've got here is that you know we've got to make sure that we attract people that are christian in their world view but i don't believe and i'm sort of not keen on using the word christ in a public domain in this sense because i think it sends the wrong message i think it, you know um uh, i mean two minds about it. i'm happy to be corrected but i just think it doesn't have the broad appeal, as you mentioned. And what we need to do is ensure that people vote for a Christian party, but not necessarily a party with the word Christ in it, Neil. So, I mean, two minds, but happy to be corrected and, uh, and, and, and sort of um, advised or you know, counselled. But that's what we have at the moment. I think when you uh, talk God and politics, people fear the thought of, Theocracy, In other words, yep. it's somehow or other that there's going to be a dictatorial regime. And uh, I think, uh, you know, there's obviously some thoughts gone into calling it Christ in government. And perhaps uh, they're still thinking through that whole issue. So we'll mm. wait and see what happens. 
Hey, Greg, there was a controversy just recently came out of the United States. Uh, We haven't talked a lot about it on this program, but Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, when uh, questioned around the definition of a woman, was uh, really reluctant to uh, give any sort of uh, specifics when it comes to a definition. And I know we've got this issue going on in Australia right now too. Some of our top politicians can't define what a woman is. You've been following that along. Yes, I have, Neil, because quite frankly, the issue we've got here is that this is going to be an appointment to the the world, one of the world's greatest countries in terms of power and what have you. And we're going to have somebody appointed to the Supreme Court. Now, if you've got a person that cannot commit to a simple question, in other words, the question asked of her her was by one of the committee members, because every... every, um, a Supreme Court judge nominee has to go through a questioning of the Senate and what have you. The question was provided definition for the word woman. Now, the best that this particular candidate could say was, I can't because I'm not a biologist. Now, for goodness sake, Neil, this is the way cancel culture thinking, the ideology of the, of, of the so-called, you know, uh, uh, activist, the transgender ideology that's infiltrating not only our society, but also our judiciary. Now, Neil, that's wrong. And the issue here is for us, we can't allow it to enter into the Australian courtroom because really we're going to be fighting an uphill battle. And you know transgenderism, we've got it in sport, we've got it everywhere. So it's a real issue. And uh, wow, if you can't define a woman, then, you know, We've got real problems now. And I guess that support for transgenderism, uh, part of the bigger picture of wokeism, and uh, she has something of a record of being quite woke even in some of the cases that she's ruled on. Yeah, well, she's been ruling on a lot of cases, in particular child pornography cases, and she's been very, very lenient on people that have been before her. That again sends the message. I mean, how, you know, child pornography ought to be, you know, uh, stamped out. And she's been very, very lenient on people that come in before her. The, 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 the committee member, Neil, that asked her the question replied with this particular answer. She, he said, uh, the term woman refers to the female of the human species, the half of humanity endowed with the ability to carry and bear children. That's what a woman is. As far as I know, Neil, correct me, but I don't know if a male can bear children. <laughs> so, you know, how difficult that question be. <laughs> I know. And, uh, and of course, uh, there are fake scientists uh, around the world who are yeah. arguing an opposite position on that, saying that men can bear children and, uh, <laughs> and that men can do all of those things uh, that are uh, typically uh, are always uh, the, yeah. uh, the woman uh, of the species. Hey, we'll follow through some more on that. And uh, no Thank doubt, you. Uh, you know, as we talk about woke culture, let me just uh, say for listeners, Uh, You've got a a new book out. You're the editor of a new book called Silencing of the Lambs, Wokeism and Cancel Culture's Attack on Christianity in Australia. Well, congratulations on the release of the book. Uh, You've got a whole bunch of contributors. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Look, it's taken me a lot of time and effort, as you would appreciate, writing a book and editing it and trying to make sure that it's in the right uh, 
frame and a Christian worldview, but I have. I've, I've got some wonderful people that have contributed. But the, the, the message of the book, Neil, is really that everyone has a duty to a post-cancel culture, which, Neil, you and I both know is dividing society and creating a lot of mistrust between governments, between people, between families. So really the message is that each one of you speak truth with his neighbour, and that's a great message to, 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 to take away because this book hopefully will bring together some really wise men and women who have said this has to stop in our society in Australia today. Well, at this time, Greg, you'll appreciate, and uh, there is a real appetite, especially in the Christian community who are waking up uh, from decades-long slumber and recognising that uh, the wokeness in society needs to be addressed and wondering how to do that. And so many listeners to this program have been, uh, you know, encouraged by so many different commentators around these sorts Mm. of things. But, But there are those who say, well, I want to read. Uh, I want some substance in the sorts of things that are being uh, that are, are happening right now in society. So you're going to give people that opportunity and some great contributors to there, uh, because uh, really our Western liberal democracy is under attack, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Neil, and that that, that is a good point you make because you know in my in this book in my own in my chapter, I start off with the quote from Voltaire, and he says. To learn who rules over you, find out whom you are not allowed to criticise. And that's what we're finding. As soon as we speak up, we being Christians, we are then cancelled or or, or, or the the way the ideology comes into play. And that has to stop. And in particular, and you'll be interested, I had uh, a wonderful man, Dr. David Adler, who's the president of the Australian Jewish Association, say to me that, uh, and this was his comment about the book, Whatever your faith, readers of this book will understand what it means to be persecuted and cancelled by the left with its aggressive intolerance of the Judeo-Christian values we all know. Now, what a wonderful way to sum up what the book's all about, Neil. Well, and it is available now, uh, Greg. Uh, Listeners could order that book immediately, couldn't they? Uh, It's published by Connor Court Publishing and simply Googling the title, Silencing of the Lambs, uh, Wokeism and Cancel Culture's Attack on Christianity in Australia, uh, edited by Greg Bondar, uh, they'd be able to get a, uh, a, well, I think it must be, a, is it a pre-release? Are you making your order? Is it available right now? If you order it today, will it arrive in the mail tomorrow? Well, Neil, it, it will be available from April, so you've got another day. And, uh, <laughs> okay. it, so we've got another day. Uh, Connor Court, Court, just, you know, Google them and they'll get it to you because, uh, there's such some valuable information in there and some wonderful contributors, but we can talk about that another time now. We will, and uh, we'll set up a opportunity and have yourself on and maybe one or two of the contributors, and uh, we might have yeah. a panel discussion around some of the issues that you're raising in your new book. Hey, you've got another webinar coming up on the 11th, the 11th of April. Uh, what's this one going to involve? Yeah, look, Neil, as you know, it's the Queen's 70th Jubilee. Now, what a wonderful monarch she has been, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't shy away from her. I'm a monarchist. Uh, I, I, I love the way it works. Um, you know, I don't want to change to all republicanism. I, I, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. So I've got now as my guest Professor David Flint, who uh, heads up the Monarchist Association here in Australia, and a wonderful man called P. Zuckerman, who's also a monarchist, 
who's an ex-editor of the Daily Telegraph and also a journalist on, and a TV presenter. So it's going to be a very interesting webinar because we're going to also ask the question, Neil, apart from the wonderful rain that the Queen has had, what is the future of the monarchy? So it, it, it's well worthwhile coming on board. Uh, you can register at our website now. And the website is familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia, State Director for New South Wales and the ACT, familyvoice.org.au. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and every blessing. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.